What's up, family? So I'm back again with another episode, and this is a bonus episode of the Uncomfortably Reborn African. So this is part two of my um, last podcast that I dropped a few days ago about um, domestic violence. But this conversation, I brought Greg in. Greg has been so open and honest, and been has been on here a couple times. Um, but this time, you know, I talked to him and I asked him, "Hey, what's your experience been with domestic violence, if any?" And the conversation did evolve to abuse and some other things. And I think it's really important to have these conversations so people know that it's not only women that are going through this but also men to know to know that it's not only young people going through this but it's you know people that are you know older in age um the project i've been working on recently is um something called we speak they speak and the idea is once we start speaking in our generation hopefully this will allow the next generation to learn better communication habits where we're not keeping these ugly secrets and we're not having these conversations about the the not just the good but having conversations about the bad and the ugly. Those are the conversations we really need to be having because people need to know that they're not the only ones going through things. People need to know that, you know, their mom has experienced things and they can relate to them. People need to know that. And hopefully this is something that'll trickle down into people finally getting the strength and the power to say like, I don't want this in my life or I deserve better or even deeper, like people deciding and not thinking that they're so alone that they commit suicide. So these conversations are really, really important to me and again as always I'm so grateful for Greg for always coming on here being open and honest sharing his story it's so impactful I appreciate you a hundred a hundred times over his been again I it's interesting like I say people like I met him on Instagram just trying to be like hey you know I saw you work out you know um there's this company that I think will you would benefit from but it evolved into what I consider a friendship now and I really appreciate his insight and his input so you guys check out this um part two of again the domestic violence episode and um again if you have any feedback for me hit me up on instagram at salon gal 83 if there's any topics you want us to discuss or any any questions that you have shoot me in um shoot me a dm or you can always email me at journeyfitnesslove at gmail.com enjoy the episode Greg. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How you doing? You ain't pretty good. I mean, all things considered, I'm pretty good. Okay, well, good. How was your workout? It was all right. Probably going to go back a little later. Mm, you're just like getting it in today. Yeah, it's going to be empty. Take advantage of the I empty know. It is, it is pretty nice when it's empty. Like, I noticed like... I went on Wednesday and I was like, oh, it's a really quiet here, but I didn't have to like fight for weights and because, you know, I play with the boys play. So <laughs> there are certain machines that guys always like, they're always at the little chest press. They're always, there's just certain places that, you know, the guys are always like at and I'm like, okay, good. I have, I have like more, you know, I have more room to do more things. So that's awesome. Yeah. So how's your, I guess I was going to say how your Thanksgiving is. <laughs> he don't celebrate, I'm sorry. He don't celebrate Thanksgiving, y'all. Which is to each his own. That is fine. Everyone has their reasons for not celebrating. So, um, but I did cook a meal for me and my two kids. Really, you should say, you should really say the meal was for me because they barely ate most, most of the stuff. They're just like, just give me turkey and mac and cheese. Okay. <laughs> I literally got like two pies in there. I got a peach cobbler. 
Listen. Oh man. Oh That's... man. Listen. Listen. I threw down for myself. And I feel <laughs> But anyway. So um so like I was telling the people earlier, um, I had seen like this theme for the week. It started with the Red Table Talk episode and they were talking about domestic violence. Jada Pickett, her um mother was um a victim of it by her father. Then her mother, Adrian, had her hairdresser on there who also was a victim. And then I was listening to The Breakfast Club and um, the artist, Justine Skye, she was talking about her situation with domestic violence and how um, it was by somebody that's like a big name rapper and how people pretty much like treated her like she did something wrong. People still support him. It's kind of like, you know, she, no one really cared about what her experience was because he was this big name. And then finally, there was like an active shooter at a hospital where a doctor ended, ended things with her her fiance and he went and killed her and killed a couple other people. And then this other lady got killed by like this prominent figure in the community. And they pretty much didn't really handle it like much because he was like this high level, but he basically, I believe he stabbed her to death and they just was like, he was, a, he was on the top level. So he didn't really get the same repercussions like some other people would would so it was kind of like okay let me I, I just felt like it was speaking to me and just talking about domestic violence and what people have experienced especially hearing from that was again I always think that hearing from the male's perspective is extremely like impactful and important because it happens to guys too they don't talk about it just because of you know the whole like double standard um but with my experience with domestic um, violence in my previous marriage um, and you know I know we've talked about it with you so like share with the people what your experience um, has been with domestic violence uh, other than um, with my father I don't know do they call that domestic violence or they call that something else well I mean um, you, you witnessed it happen or oh, what you mean like was it it wasn't with your mom it was no because like, my mother was sick Right. And she died. I mean, she was too weak. I mean, I don't think he whooped beat her. Um, I know I never physically saw him hit women. I just I, you know, you go to sleep and you wake up in the house, it's stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as kids, we were afraid we wouldn't come out. Um, we wouldn't come out the room because then we would get we would get beat. So um a lot I wouldn't say he was he didn't have a lot of girlfriends or stuff like that. So like it was the one or two girlfriends that he had been with for an extended period of time. And that was when we were in California. He beat, it was some lady. I don't know what the problem was. I never, you never really know what the issue is. I just know the house was trashed and we had to clean it up every time. And I mean, I didn't, I never understood. We wake up in a hot, like everything's everywhere you got. I'm like, who does this? Uh, and then there was this one other time um, that I can remember, like that I've physically known that he's done it. Now, I, I haven't seen him like you're saying other realms because he never really had girlfriends. But there was this one time um, this lady, he was um, I can't even say dating. He was having sexual intercourse with over and over. And one night it was something went wrong and she got mad and she started walking and. He was yelling at her, telling her to get back in the car or in the in the van, and she wouldn't get in the van. She was like mad or whatever. He snatches her by her ponytail, 
He tries to put her in a van. He scratches his whole leg, like his whole leg. It's like he had to go to the doctor right after that. He like had a very, it was almost like a foot scratch on his calf, not even his calf, his shin that he had to go to the doctor and he's a diabetic. So they had to do all kinds of extra tests to make sure he was all right. But far as like him, you know, seeing him actually hit a woman, I've never like physically seen him hit a woman except for that time he beat, he beat us. I know he beat us. Um, he beat us a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if he had a woman that she probably would receive some of those whoopings too. Or maybe she wouldn't. I don't know. I just remember those two incidents. I mean, you know how males will talk about like if that if she get out of line, you gotta slap that slap her. Well, or I don't know. So, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't <laughs> no, no, know no, about no, that. It's okay. No, talk about <laughs> um, that though. Like what what would you mean by that? Like talk about that. I mean if it's in the, when you talked about those other situations about you know people being in higher positions and obviously the double standard between men not speaking out about it it's like a lot of old traditions that exist where you know domestic violence wasn't something that wasn't frowned on even it's like I'm not gonna I don't know the verses in the Bible but there's verses in the Bible that speak on like so I wouldn't say particularly I would have to really pull those up and look to make sure I'm not like misspeaking but I've heard stuff biblically I've heard you know, obviously from the older days, like especially in the early 80s, before the 80s, even the 90s, it's a lot of stuff that lived on till now that hasn't died off, that has been, you know, given to uh, children or to teenagers, people my age, that like just bad philosophies. And yeah. some, even, even some, you know, some women I've met be like, yeah, I feel, you know, if I talk too much, I need to, I need to be handled. You need if you can't handle me, then I can't be with you. So it's like, oh, you it's mean that. like twenty, like women in twenty eighteen? Yeah, I've been hearing that for a long time. Really? Been hearing that for a long time. I've been hearing that for since I was in high school, and I'm twenty nine. If you you can't handle me, and I never really understood. I mean, I'm like, I don't. I'm not a dog handler, so I don't handle. I'm not handling <laughs> anybody, so I don't think I should have to handle a woman but just that philosophy and that idea that he can't handle me some some not all some women be like yeah sometimes I need to be beat upside my head I know my brother yeah I've my brother's mother used to fight my dad all the time I never physically saw that I never saw him fight but he told me the stories and she told me the stories I know when it was one time I was staying with her, me and my brother and his little brother, and she was getting, like, I thought she was getting beat up by her dude. So I called the police. First time I ever called the police, probably the last time I ever called him. That was the first time I ever called the police because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And, you know, she was fine. He was not. So she, 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 she enjoyed getting into physical altercations with men. And my dad Whoa. said after they would fight, she was like, yeah, she would want to have sex. I was like, what? He's like, anybody got energy for that? So I think it's it's a matter of uh, depending upon the wh- how you were raised, right. uh, what are your morals, how what bring because like it's two sides. It's like it's something I would never hit a woman, and you know what I'm saying if I have a woman ever hit me, I would run. You know I'm a, I'm a get her off of me, restrain and get away. But I'm not in. I don't I don't I've never understood that. I, I physically know that I'm stronger than a woman. Even if the woman is 300 pounds, I know, I feel that if I hit her with my anger, I would really hurt her. So it's like that type of self-awareness for myself has always kept me, you know, I never get that mad with a woman. And if I do, it's usually I'm, I'm going to go ahead and separate myself so it don't become an issue. But I'm never, 
physically put my hands on a woman. I just can't bring myself to do that. And I think that just has a lot to do with, you know, your self-awareness and the morals you hold yourself by. Cause it's like, you could be raised a certain way and still act differently. And I know I, I, I do different things. I'm like, I've never hit a woman. I don't even do that stuff in the bedroom. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's, I'm not a, I'm not a violent individual, at least not towards a woman. Now, if it's a, if it's a fight or if I got physical issues with another male and it gets to that level, then yeah, but I would never like, I don't, I would, I, I couldn't, it's hard enough. I mean, I can't even whip my daughter. So that in itself tells you that I don't have, I just would rather not even do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather not even take myself to that level. So what is it about, um, you know, cause you talked about the whoopings you got, like, what is it about those that made you say that, you know, you believe that maybe women that maybe he encountered were dealing with the same thing. You just felt like a lot of the, um, punishment you or how you want to call it whoopings abuse whatever you want to call it you feel like they were more stemmed out of anger not necessarily out of um discipline no no there was no discipline it was a few times that i was like yeah we probably did deserve a whooping but as many whoopings that we received we could have missed out on the discipline for the mistakes that we made because we got whipped for him not being able to find his keys, not being able to find his wallet, losing his cell phone, him not finding his glasses, him not moving fast enough, us not moving fast enough, the trash not being taken out. Him, he whooped, he beat us with a guitar that he broke when he woke up to go pee out of his little um, Xanax uh, episodes where he was like, on some pill, you know, people, people be going through what they be going through. And I understand that he woke up, he had to use a bathroom. He stumbled over his guitar where he told us to put the guitar on the stand where he told us to put it. He tripped over it, broke it, blamed us for him tripping over the, the guitar that he asked to put there, that he's like a grown full man. I don't know. I didn't see that right there. Tripped over it. And he beat us. He beat us. I don't think he beat us with it that night. But he whooped, he, 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 beat, he beat us like we broke the guitar ourselves. And then he eventually like taped it up with like electric tape and duct tape, screwed, uh, drilled a screw and then it'd be, it hung on the wall with the other board, which was called Mr. Ackwright. This board, this, the guitar was called Mr. Music. And those are his tools to whoop us with. If, if he, like, if he didn't find those, it was extension cords. And I'm talking like, microphone cables or keyboard cables because he's a musician so he had he didn't we didn't have regular whoopings he didn't even use switches you know my great grandmother used a switch on us a few times my brother's mom used it but he had he had more than enough tools to use if he wanted to whoop us and usually it was like the extension cords not extent it was the microphone cables or the 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 keyboard cables or um or mr music and mr Ackright and they were never for discipline. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't for discipline. We did things that were bad, but most of the time we was getting whooped for because he couldn't find something or because he lost someone, misplaced something or because we didn't clean something up fast enough um, of his. So at least as I can remember, we did some stuff, but I mean, we weren't, I wasn't that bad. I wasn't bad. I wasn't even bad. Uh, so, you, so, so wow. Um, well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's, that's deep. So what would you say, like, because you see different spec, uh, like spectrums of it, like I was saying, like I was sharing before, like, um, when my ex did what he did to me, I remember him telling me stories about when his father used to abuse his mother and how that impacted him. 
So it was kind of like in that moment, it was kind of like an out of body experience. Like, wow, he shared how much it affected him, but now he's doing it to me. So, and then you see like how your side of it, where you're like, I don't even want to whip my daughter, like how you are totally opposite where you might not necessarily be for whoopings and getting physical with a woman or, you know, your child. So like, I mean, would you say that's the effect it had on you? Like it, what effect did you feel like it had on you, period? Um, <clears throat> I know it affected my, like, socialization, you know, because I would get in trouble at school, but it wasn't because I was a troublemaker. It was just because, like, I, I'm abused at home. I'm poor. At least we look poor. We get picked on in school, and then I'm like, go home, and it's worse. I didn't – a lot of it, it really made me depressed. I was really suicidal. I didn't want to live. Um. And, like, when it came, I didn't even know how to fight. So, like, my first real fight, I got beat up because I didn't know what to do because he would, like, whoop us. And, like, this ain't no – this is, like, some slave stuff. This is where I feel like all this stuff comes from slavery. But he would make us hold a chair and look at the wall. And we couldn't clench our cheeks. We couldn't look, look back to see when it was coming. And if we moved, then we'd get more. And he would, like, really make us hold a chair and bend over and 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 not move. Okay. And – he would beat us, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, when I tell people this, usually I tell it in a much more funny manner. It's usually funnier and like a person to person conversation when I tell the stories, but you know, usually I tell it in a way that is hilarious. But uh, why do you think you do that? Because I've actually had that conversation with someone where you know I've talked about things and I try to like say it in a way like, oh, well, and he had to stop me and be like, no, like you don't, you can't. It's like we're trying to like normalize it, even if that, if that even makes sense, but it's like our way of trying to like. Normal. I don't want you to feel so I don't want you to feel yeah. bad. Oh, it's I mean, and it, for me, it was because of how I would tell the story and how I would talk. So people always say, because like my dad has like videos and he does music. So yes, a few things on YouTube and a few other things. So I have a tendency to like I guess talk like him or try to talk like him or act as if I'm him. So it'd be and it, it would be me and my brother. We was we would sit on the phone and laugh. And, and cry laughing at it and I think it's a form of healing because it's like you can't I don't it's a lot of stuff people say oh it just takes time it time how long how long does it take to get over stuff because you gotta want to you gotta have the tools necessary and then you gotta have like different good experiences to replace those traumas and for me uh, I'm, I'm like I've forgiven them I've like I love him. I've forgiven him because I understand that it's it's it came from somewhere else. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not totally his fault. It is a lot of. I mean, it's his fault to an extent. But then it's like that's all he knew, and then that's all his father knew, and then that's all before them knew, and that's what they thought was right because you know people whoop their children or abuse like even in slavery they would, you know, I from stories I hear women you know when they was trying to like have sex with a man's wife the man would try to fight the slave owner and she would like stop him and just do it. So he wouldn't get beat because that would keep, that would keep the family safe. And, you know, they would whoop their children to protect them from the, the slaves because it's like, he's not bad. He just doesn't know. And they whoop him. That's to protect. And a lot of that is like, we whoop our children or people whoop, do a certain type of way because they feel that's the way to protect them because uh -huh. like the society doesn't care about us. They're not going to give us a chance. They're going to shoot us in the street. Right. So, it's um, uh, it for me is it's I don't know I'm over it, 
I'm to this point where it's like I don't. It doesn't bother me as much as it did as it did as it did in the past. Um, I just I don't I don't like I don't have a problem with violence. Violence is necessary to some extent, but just like to to beat on helpless people or to attack people who haven't physically harmed you. Like even if like if you're mad, you should find something else to do. And I think a lot of people because there's not a lot of outlets. And this is not giving people an excuse. Uh-huh. This is just understanding that people have, have no outlets and they feel like that's all they have is to beat on their woman or beat on their man or to beat on their kids. And I've heard countless stories of, you know what I'm saying, depending on what time of what time of when you were born, domestic violence is is become normalized. Or it wasn't something that's frowned upon because a lot of, I mean, women didn't have rights. Women have always been undervalued and always looked at as um, like, property and commodities and not as human beings as like birthers of our society because you know we can't live without a woman i mean we can't live without each other but obviously the women carry the burden of birthing humanity so i don't know what part of history and where people got all this stuff confused but i feel like a lot of like domestic violence and a lot of just violence in general especially when it came to oppression because domestic violence is a form of oppression and you're oppressing the individual you're trying to have power over them you feel that they're smaller than you and you have to take out your upsetness or your anger out on another individual because your job sucks or somebody somebody bigger than you that you're afraid of picked on you so you got to go pick on somebody smaller than you that you know can't physically beat you beat you so at least that's my perspective on that yeah i mean and and you know just from i just pulled it up domestic violence like the definition um it's also called intimate partner violence so you know i think what we're talking about with you is probably more on like the it's hard to say child abuse but you know it's more in that realm of abuse um, but domestic violence is it says it's a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship and it's interesting because on the um um, the hotline, hotline.org, the national domestic violence hotline they have like this power you were just talking about power and control so it talks about like the cycle of um, control that's tied into abusive relationship, like using coercion and threats, using intimidation, emotional abuse, isolation, like controlling what the person does, who she talks to or who he talks to, using children, um, using privilege, or in this case, maybe male privilege, using economic abuse. So, uh, you know, domestic abuse is more tied to like those intimate relationship, but what you're talking about is like abuse altogether. But again, those things can trickle down where it turns into to domestic violence, where, you know, for you, you're like, I don't even want to do that. But if you could have ended up doing that to another woman or another yeah. or having anger issues with males or whomever as well. Yeah, I mean. I think just not seeing him physically ever hit a woman. I mean, I just, and just knowing that he has done it, I just knew that I like, I thought about my mama and then having a daughter and just not, I've always felt I was stronger than a woman. And even as a, even as a kid, as a teenager, I got kicked in the face of the monkey bars by a girl and people's like, you should have knocked that, the, the B word out. I was like, she didn't mean to do it. It was an accident, but it hurt. But I was like, and nothing compelled me to want to hit her back. Right. Nothing in me made me want. I like. I was, even in school, I, girls pick on you or throw brush, brushes or do weird, hit you. Like I don't even. I could play fight, but even then, that's like I don't even like to do that because I'm physically stronger. Like my ex wife, we would play. She's like, "You're hurt." I like not 
trying to hurt her. We playing. Yeah. Some people are like sensitive. You know, some people don't have a high tolerance for pain. So like I know like my tolerance for pain is probably extremely high from especially from all the abuse and being shot and all this other stuff that I experienced. So it it um how I feel pain affects me, it may not be the same. And I know I'm like I'm rough. So I know I'm gonna hurt a woman. So for me yeah. it's like I don't even want those problems. I don't even wanna it just doesn't that's some weak that's weak to me. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel. I feel like it's very, very, very weak because you're not gonna walk up to no no nobody your size, another male and 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 do that. So for me it's hard to understand, but you know how did it affect how did it affect your brother? I don't you know. know. Okay. I don't really know. I know that we are similar like our father, but we are different because of our perspectives. Mm. And he's like, he, I worry about him sometimes, but then again, we don't talk as much as we should. Um, but he's, he, he understands similar things to me. And he's not, he, I don't think, you know, I don't, think he's like that i don't i'm pretty i don't he's not like he's never we talked a lot about a lot of stuff in domestic violence or hidden women that's not been something that we've ever said yeah knock that b out or do 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 that that's not we're not the, like that's not us at yeah. least from from what i from what i know um and just thinking about it i have friends who like I've, I've cut friendships off because i was like dudes was like yelling and screaming and then, like, trying to choke that girl. And I was like, bro, you about to get beat up in here. Like, you need to let her go. Like, you can't do that in front of me. And for me, it's like, people feel like, like, we don't have an escape. And, you know, especially back in the 60s or in times where women didn't have the same opportunities as they do now, they felt they had nowhere to go. They didn't have anywhere to go. So they were stuck in this situation with nowhere to go because nobody was going to care. Nobody was going to charge the man and if the man went to jail how is she supposed to eat how is she supposed to take care of her kids she's going to depend on another man who may be abusive as well so um that whole idea that it's the power the, having power and you know we have this these old frame mindsets where people believe i mean roles are necessary but then it's like you have to understand that it's not all the roles change it's a different world most a lot of women are making more money than men depending on the field that they're in a lot of women can take care of themselves and pay all this stuff a lot of you know it's not the same dynamic as it once was before uh -huh. and now you in situations where women be having the money and having all that and they be in abusive relationships with dudes who are like bums who don't do nothing but sit on the couch all day yeah and and that is you know strange so i i mean i don't maybe it's the dynamic where men or women are supposed to be together it's just we were a lot of people have been raised, um, raised bad with bad or not even raised, just born and just lived and haven't been placed with morals or like, I don't know my moral compass. I don't know where I, I, I know what I feel. Cause like today, today I was, I, I got kind of tired of hearing happy Thanksgiving, but I just, I had to grin and bear it. Cause I'm not going to go on a, on a tangent about why I don't celebrate Thanksgiving or any holiday. Cause it's going to sound like an angry black man. Yeah. And they're not gonna hear what I'm saying. They're just gonna say he's angry. He's angry. So um, it's a matter of, for me. I, I think it's a matter of how people are raised, and then just the proper education. I mean, I, I feel like this society in itself. I can't speak for nowhere outside of America. I don't know what it's like somewhere else. Yeah. I just know here 
it's it's normalized. It's it's normalizing, you know. And if a man gets gets beat by a woman, it's funny. People laugh. So it's like, because you're like, how are you getting beat by a woman? Mm-hmm. You're a man, right. and it's it's a joke. I mean, it's 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 it happens, but on a level of how much it happens to on the other side, I don't think is I don't think it's nowhere near the middle. It happens. I've heard stories. I've seen it. I've even had, I want to say friends, people I know, I bet getting beat on by their girl. I laughed, you know, because it was funny to me. And it's not like not funny, but it's like, bro, you're a man. You can like leave. So how do you really So as you're talking about that, like, how do you feel about that now? Like, if, um, like, so you know, sometimes some people feel like some double standards just are what they are. But like, how do you feel about that now? where you know there are men out there that are being abused so like do you still feel like listen a man should still be able to just walk away i think that obviously it's different for men and women but yeah unless you like solely dependent on this person but you're i mean and like i said that's the whole in me it's like ingrained in me as a man it's like i'm a man Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not having a good day but i'm a man i gotta be fine i gotta be okay i gotta be pretty good i gotta deal with my, my feelings don't really matter. And mm. the biggest thing for me, I was sitting there like working out, thinking about this is like, it's, as much as I want to change and grow and be different, sometimes it's easier just to stay the same and stay with what you grew up. Cause it's like, it's that new space is scary. You don't know what to expect. You don't, you know, you're not prepared for that. You becoming vulnerable, like releasing something that trauma has become like a protection, a defense. Mm. To, to save you from like other traumas or other things you can just feel so it's like as much as I want to like not be upset about holidays it's just it has everything to do with my childhood and then it has all with the information that I grew up reading like me learning and understanding like yeah you know I'm glad I did have bad holidays because now I don't have to give this to my children I'm glad I got abused and went to jail. I'm glad I experienced all of the negative things that I experienced in my life at an early age because it made it better for me. Yeah, I get angry. I used to be really worse. I used to get like really angry. I used to throw controllers and punch walls. I don't do none of that no more. I might get mad. I might scream, but I don't throw and punch stuff no more. And I think that's just a matter of just growing and finding other ways to cope and deal with my anger. But I never like, I never like, I'd be arguing with her. It's not like I would punch a wall that's behind her. I would turn around. I would go to another side of the room, punch the pillows or scream or break something because I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt her. Like I need to, I need, like, I understand aggression has to be released. You just have to find other ways to release it and not on another human. Or if you are going to do another human, go get a, a gym membership at a boxing gym and spar. You well, ain't gonna have I mean, any. That could evolve too, because I've seen that happen, like from training, like, oh, what that kind too. of day right. you had? But that could evolve into now you're being like, I've I've trained with like those guys in the gym, like they're the bully. Like, why is why is he going that hard? Why is she going that hard? So, I mean, I, I can I can I like how you're saying you should find a way to release it. It's just finding the right avenue, and even if it's punching the wall or breaking something, like even if, even if it's making that small adjustment where you're releasing it in another way where if it's writing if it's music if it's whatever instead of like breaking or possibly harming yourself it's like maybe like a other another layer of releasing that energy but i do like the fact that it has to go somewhere it's just finding the proper exit it's hard to take that energy and put it in anything creative 
Right. It only like it's for me. Now for other people, it may be simpler. It depends. Some emotions I can take and I can use it to be creative in writing or something. But pain, if I'm hurt, if I'm pain, I have to the only way I can get rid of pain is with more pain. Mm. And that's oh, is that's that, so is that the, is the that's gym unhealthy. Is, is yeah, gym, that's like gym is the is that a plan um that you use? That was one of the big I mean, after really the gym started because I was got divorced and I was homeless and I needed a shower and just get falling in love with the pain, falling in love with just the process, but also just it was a place where I can really just focus in on what I'm upset about and use that negative energy on a on a few rep on some sets and some reps of an exercise or use it to push me through a mile use it to push me on a basketball court but i only can find physical places to use it because i'm not like no super athlete but it's like it that's why i can channel that energy Has. and i'm sorry you said no, something? no 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 I, I just know uh, i was saying yes because what as you're talking is making me think about when i when i started to work out after my divorce and how the gym has now became my release for my bad days or when I have that, I want to go work. I want to get it out. Um, so as you're talking about what you do, it's like, ah, that makes sense why I do it. Yeah. How that's my stress relief. It's, it's, and I try to, and I was like, I go as much as I can. And then like, I'll go multiple, like I'm going to go another time tonight, hopefully. More likely I am. You're gonna be a two pounds by the end of the week. <laughs> I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna be. I wish I could lose the weight like that, but it it doesn't fall off. It stays. But I just pain. It's unhealthy. I know it's unhealthy to like pain because that's that's. I like. I don't say I like pain, but when I'm hurting or like how I felt like depressed, I have to do. I have to unleash it on like punching a bag, hitting. I hit. I hit. Uh, I went. I made what I, a bench press two twenty five today. For, the, for like for it's been a while since I did that so I was like I was really excited when I was in the gym and I did that nobody was there so I was like excited by myself <laughs> but it's okay well let's celebrate I was really... you yay that's dope that's awesome and that's the thing yes. too like about working out like when you start like hitting like you know hitting stuff like that you're you're starting to accomplish things it does help with getting you like back in a better mood because it's like oh look i accomplished something you know yeah so i think you're on the right track with with that um so you're saying just today is like your way of pushing past the whole like thanksgiving piece yeah it's gonna i mean i don't have nothing else to do and like i like i was saying how it's hard to let things go it's like i got my kids and their mom there but we're not together. It's like it's a lot. All this, this whole, all of this sucks because these days are supposed to be you supposed to be with your family. Yeah. And I don't have no significant other, so for me, it's weird. It's always weird to be with her in the place on holidays because she would she wants to be with her folks, you know, and she would like want to go. And I would I did even though, even though I didn't want to do it, I still went with her during like when we was together with her family and such and like i don't want to be a party poop or, or rain on others parade that's why it's like it's easier for me to be alone it's easier for me just to go to the gym and deal with my emotions myself because people are going to be feeling like they got to worry about me yeah. or they like what's wrong with you and i don't i don't want people to worry about me i don't want people to feel bad or because we all got our own individual struggles that we got to deal with and i don't want i'm 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 dealing with this 
the best way I can. It's like, and just being in their house, it just, just even it's, I'm with my family, but it's still, I don't want to be in the house. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to do that because is it's it a, the energy is it a reminder of the day. Of, is it like, do you feel like it's a reminder of like what today is supposed to represent being there is kind of like a reminder that I don't have that. I never did. And then when I did have it, I didn't realize I had a family and then I got divorced. Mm-hmm. And they're like, say, this is this is my family, my children and their mother. That's all I really have. Mm-hmm. I love my brother and my father, but bless their hearts. And I wish them well in their endeavors. But these are my kids and my family, you know, and I, I'm every I'm, I'm, I'm every day is a family day to me. I'm always with my family. I'm, I'm always with them. So for me, it just it just feels so weird. And if for me. Just like it feels not my kids or just that the holidays are so fabricated. And so I, I text you how I felt in like a short space about that. But it just it doesn't it's not real. Like it's not authentic. And that for me makes me sick. It gives me it makes me like I get this holidays always give me this weird, strange feeling on the inside of my gut. It makes my spirit low. So I always have to do something else. And I try to like find other thing. But it's like everything is the music is playing. Mm. People got lights on. People always want to scream hot. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Even I'm playing my video game. You got people on online with turkey outfits on and they talk about gobble, gobble, gobble. And I'm like, I don't really got time. Like it's it's infuriating to me, especially for all the things that I believe in and what I study. It's like it's so it's like a slap in the face. But outside of that, it's just I never had family and the family that I did have when I did the Christmas and it it sucked. It wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't get nothing as kids. We didn't spend, you know, people get around family. And it's like, like I said, people will not, people will pretend like they care for two weeks out the year. And I'm talking about Christmas week and Thanksgiving week. Those are only two weeks. People act like they care. They, They do all these excessive things. And then people still get abused. People still are homeless. People still are poor. People still got family members that they don't want to talk to the other 364 days out, 63 days. You out know, the it's year. interesting. Cause I actually, um, you know, I do my, 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 uh, typical, um, I mean, I know this is kind of getting away from the whole domestic violence, but you know, this is, this is an important conversation because there are a lot of people I think out there that are dealing with, um, the blues of the holidays, because it is like, it's a constant reminder. You're kind of like in a space where you feel like, I don't know, it's just in your face so much where you feel like you're missing out on something, but it's like, you're like, why do you have to? Like, why? Because I'm here with, it's just me and my kids. Why should I be upset that I don't have a spouse? Why should I be upset when, you know, if I'm not with like, why, why can't I still make this day a beautiful experience without thinking about it not looking like, what it's supposed to look like because even like today on my um my other page we speak they speak like I created a video and it's like I was specifically saying like the table is set everything is good but in the corner there's an elephant in the room because there are a lot of um, people out there that have these family secrets and every day every year we're meeting up and there's so many secrets there are people sitting across from people who might have sexually abused them or abused them it's like this this facade for a certain amount of hours and there was never any type of resolution there was never some people never felt protected but we have to pretend to come we have to come together and pretend to be happy and put on the smile when really the elephant is in the room every single time we come together so I I agree you know I agree the holidays can be a bit um can be a reminder for some like 
you know, there's so many like uh, things that are not being addressed and taken and, and um, yeah, a lot of things that aren't being addressed that it, it does boggle your mind. So I, I can understand it. And, you know, you have to speak from that perspective because again, there are a lot of people out there that are going through holiday blues. They always talk about people who are not saying you're going through the blues because you're, you're, you feel about it in a different way than some, but there are people out there that are struggling just like you that are trying to navigate the holidays where it's in your face all the time and it and you know from what society the picture out there is it should be you with a, a family of some kind of way and if you haven't attained this level and you haven't attained this family then you're a failure if you can't buy your kids christmas gifts you're a failure and it's like it's not about gifts like even if we were to go back about you know the whole faith piece like it never was about going out and spending hundreds of dollars where you don't even have enough money to pay your rent, but you going out and spending all this money. So there are a lot of pieces about holidays that are, I think maybe that'll be our next podcast to talk about mm. the uh, idea of holidays and how it's tainted um, some people's views. But no, I mean, how you feel is, I, I can understand it. You know, I can understand it and it can be scary to transition from all the pain and trauma you've gone through to come to the other side because um, like the little divorce coach that, I, that supports me, she talks about divorcing your story. There's so many stories that we're living under. That's the story we tell everybody. Um, oh, I'm a single parent. Oh, I've been through this. I've been through that. We live in this bubble of our trauma where we never divorce that story and move on to the next level. So it's all about divorcing the story and transitioning, but it's scary. I can understand that a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. how do you think like, so for rebuilding, like even for like the um, domestic violence piece, like for me, the gym was like my way of rebuilding. Not only that, it's, it was kind of like getting into the word. It was getting, listening to personal development. It was just getting myself around a different type of uh, set of people that were, going to motivate and inspire it was just like me literally just trying to change my focus altogether and that was how I was able to pretty much get myself back to a place mentally where I was better so like for you what does rebuilding look like for you because you have been through so much trauma or are you trying mm. to figure that out I try to figure it out every day I, I a lot of the time I sit there and just try to figure like certain times I feel like I got it or I have an idea and then there's other moments I just don't know. Yeah. So I just, um, so I try not to feel defeated. And I just, like I say, a lot of it is a mental thing. So for me, it's like, I just have to, I don't know. I feel like once I can get a six pack and I can get a decent career, whether it's something I start a That's business. That's not going to fix it though. I feel like that is. I feel like more money is going to make my life better. Some people I've, I've no, read no, all the I, books. Says, I, 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 oh, no, I think like more money. Like I, I was, I forgot my, my homegirl Sarah posted it, but it's like having more money creates more options. Like you have access to more options, but by no means is it going to make things better. So money is going to give you more options. It's going to allow you to probably relieve any financial stress that you have, but it's not going to make you better. Like even for me, me going from 250 to this 180 figure, and I got, I got abs, and I'm like, body that hasn't that I'm still single in these streets I'm still trying to navigate probably by choice but you know it's, no it's, it's, no <laughs> I'm just choice. like I want I want commitment I want love I want but it's like I'm still trying to navigate around the the muck of the 2018 
mindset of the opposite sex of some not all but some so it's not it's a combination of by choice but it's also like i i've i've attained a certain level i've i used to i used to be my my thanksgiving was only donations a few years ago now i can i can give back and i can get my own stuff i used to be Mm -hmm. 250 and insecure and had all these and now i've lost the weight and it's still like okay i ain't got no spouse (laughs) i'm still so that's not gonna (laughs) fix it i'm telling you it's not i mean i don't like i said i and that's where i was i think i said earlier it's like how does one heal can you heal what is what is heal? I don't know. Like it's 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 possible. I don't know what you know. I I feel which like I say for what I think it is. Once I get my how I feel, it will make me feel better. Because once I be able to, I can look at myself and feel good about myself. I can look at my account and feel like okay, I can do this. So I can okay now I can I can homeschool my kids because I got big big ridiculous dreams and things I want to do. I don't want to participate, but I need for the things I want to do. I need to have uh not a, I don't really have debt like that anyway but just have finances and yeah. consistent a revenue stream because I, I don't gonna, I don't revenue is going to give you the options it's going to relieve stress a stress in a certain area of your life but there's still going to be stuff that you have to take care of before you can um get the peace that you're looking for. And it's nothing I mean, that my money is going to buy and it's nothing that a six pack is going to buy. A good therapist. Um, <laughs> somebody to sit too. down and talk to. So, I mean, a therapist, I can't afford it. Somebody that I can sit down. I mean, to talk my pop, like there's, th- there's things, people have access to knowledge and information to help people heal, but we don't got the money for it. Like we always make us believe that it's not accessible. It's not accessible because they made it expensive. I, I, I know there's other things out there like you got like acupuncture and uh, chiropractor, oh, like things to help you to help with fixing your body. Like eating certain foods could heal you. There's certain information that people can tap into that yeah. they have secret knowledge. And I'm, I'm well, I know, like I said, I know because people have experienced trauma. I read stuff where like in other 1800s or even before then especially in like certain african cultures and certain chinese cultures and different like east the eastern land eastern world where after war people would sit with shamans for extended period of time to help remove trauma and remove certain memories so the person can still live in their family so a lot of these a lot of thing i love that yes so it's a lot of stuff that we don't have access to that we lost during the colonization of Africa and all that other stuff, stuff that was burned, thrown away that they said wasn't useful, that 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 helps that we don't have. So imagine if a person is in the military and then he goes to war and he has PTSD. There's I'm almost like say if you had shamans and stuff in the ancient days that would sit down with these people and they would work out all this energy so that they could be regular again. Imagine how that would affect military people of today, you know, because domestic violence and Violence usually just comes from people who experience a certain type of trauma or they're in a particular environment or that's what they were raised around. Right. Or, you know, so I don't I think that just having something to help remove trauma, because a lot of it is like, how do you heal? How did like how do we heal? That's like a real question, because I've forgiven my father. I've forgiven him for that and all that stuff that has happened. And I've like let some things go. But some stuff is like I can't. I don't even know how to eat. Like I, I'm gonna be real good when I can be like it's Thanksgiving and I don't care, and I'd be like, oh, 
Yeah. Good for you. Have a good day and move on by my like. That's when I know that I'm really good because I mean, I was I did like a 12 minute video on Facebook today and I deleted it because I was like, this is nothing but angry ranting. And I, knew, <laughs> I didn't want I didn't I, I didn't want to do that. Like every year you would you would do the videos for the holidays. and Yeah. And that's like, I, caught, I was like, ah, let me know. I just I did it. And I was like, delete. But you know what <laughs> the thing is, is like you probably don't even realize that you're growing, but you are. And that's the thing, like, not not saying anything was wrong with your video, but you literally were, were in this pattern where I feel like a, I'm a therapist. I feel like <laughs> Dr. Taisha's is in the building. No, I'm joking. But just think about it. Like, you went all these years posting these videos, and now you literally had, like, you were about to have that moment, and you, you were like, okay, I need to check myself. I need to, like, you're, you're probably making subtle changes, and you're growing little by little. And for you, you might want to see like this magnificent change all of a sudden, like voila, you're this new man. But you're there's there's growth happening in you that you you probably haven't even been acknowledging that you're actually doing. Like the fact that you can sit on here, like me and you guys, me and him literally met on Instagram and we've just been like vibing and talking. Like by you being able to even like talk freely about this, it's a big deal. Some people can't even talk about it this free. Like some people have an issue with it. Talking about it puts them in the space. I feel I don't I don't know when, but like I texted you that day. It was like at one time I don't remember. It was probably around the time my daughter was born. I was like I was like I wanted to. It was something I watched, something I heard someone say. But your breath is like a spiritual thing. But your breath, your breath, our words, our living, our existence, our purpose, whatever you want to call it, whether you have a purpose, but our breath, our words, are powerful. And they shouldn't be used to be wasteful. They shouldn't be used to spread lies. They shouldn't be used to misinform. And you should be open. And I found like in the process of all of this is like in order for me to heal is to talk about the, sh- the, the things that I went through. The traumas. Caught yourself. <laughs> to talk about, yeah, talk about the stuff that I went through. Yeah. And it became like the more I was able to talk about it, the easier it's like it was easier for me to like not care about like it's easier because it's like it's for me. You never, to talk to people. you never had that, you never had that, um, even like, it's, it's kind of like you never were able, like you never have been able to just come out and say it. And now you, it's, it's healing to say it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's freeing. It's, yes. it's like, I'm letting it go and it is healing, but a well, lot of, welcome. I mean, not even, but, <laughs> but even, um, I've, I've always tried to be open at least since my daughter's born a lot of this is because of her i i like say i would be i'm very introverted i'm very i'm i'm not talking to you unless you talk to me and that's usually how that is you're gonna people have to initiate conversation and the people show interest in just talking to me or interest in what i'm saying then i'm gonna be open to talk to them but i'm not ever gonna just i'm not it'd be a beautiful woman and i'm not gonna say nothing to her because i'm not gonna do that i don't know why and that's like something i gotta work on but just even the I had to, I had to heal. I had to like, I was bitter, mad at people, mad at my dad. And every time something went wrong, I would be mad at him about what he did to me because people be like, oh, you can't, I feel like things are connected. This is the universe. Everything's like a spider web. So slavery affects a lot of what's going on right now, whether people want to agree or acknowledge it or accept mm-hmm. responsibility, it affects the now. A lot well, of I stuff mean, that's but, going I mean, on. But- but even if you think about it, like if you think about generational, if you were to take slavery out of it, we just say like alcoholism, right? 
like you said, there would be no alcoholism or, or it, it wouldn't or, be. No- right. Or addiction. Like there's certain, there's certain things that has happened for so many generations that even if you were to like, you know, like I said, if you were to just start after, you know, slavery ended or whatever, there's so many things you happen, you see happen generationally where how could you not think that certain things that happen um, in slavery would have an effect even till today? Yeah. Some people will, some people will be like, well, that was, I would like, well, that's some, you know, people still calling people racist and, and people still be, it's not. I it's, mean, even now you see women like still trying to bleach their, their skin. There's still like this whole mindset with, um, within our community about being like too dark and like, that goes so far back, like so far back. So how uh, it's a you lot. Not see, or how could you not like have see the correlation with the history of things that happen within um, America, within the world that it might not affect people today? People don't read. People don't like. I told this white lady. I be telling these white people at work. You're just as just as they have thoroughly miseducated us, they have thoroughly miseducated you. They've miseducated everyone. Yeah. A lot of people don't know nothing. That's and true. and being that the power or whoever, you know, white people or whatever, however people want to view the world, we don't have no power as black people. We don't got no nation. We don't have no ability to be racist or to I can't keep any white. I can't. Like I told this white person at work, I said, I don't have the, I'm not, I'm not racist. I couldn't be racist if I wanted to be, because I don't have power. I don't have a nation. I can't say all a million white people go to jail or you can't get a house or you can't get a loan or you can't get married or you can't go to this school or I'm going to kill you because you're white or because your eyes are blue. We don't got that type of power. So that's like racism is prejudice plus power. Now that's not a definition that people are ever going to see on the internet because they don't want to be ever people to ever think that's what racism is. They want you to think it's prejudice. Like they want to tell you, they don't never want to say what happened to the Native Americans and what happened to Africa or the Africans that it was genocide, but they want to say the Holocaust was a genocide. They want to say all these other things that affect them are genocide, but they don't want to use those terms when it was used against us. So the narrative and the people who have control of the narrative sort of why we have like people bleaching their skin is we, it's, it's to the point. That's kind of why I did almost did the videos. Like we, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I know, no, 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 no. I did it. I did it. I did it. I just deleted it. I still have it, but I did it because of like, I I didn't post it. Some people came in and then I just, I just deleted it soon. I did a live video. It was 12 minutes long, but I saved it. And then I just, I didn't, I just saved it and I just didn't post it. Yeah. But ultimately we don't have the tools. We don't, we're not in power. We're not in, there's no good. Like, and when I, when I say, off the top of my head, I can't think of any African nation that could compete with America. Like if it was a war, like uh, one country in Africa, let alone like that people say we scared of China and we scared of Russia, but I think it's a mutual respect and they know not to, they know not to even mess with each other. So in the essence of, you know, depending on the person's perspective and their loyalty to whatever they may be loyal to, I thoroughly see like people bleaching their skin, it's because we don't have no power and because we don't instill the morals. We don't instill the, the, the code. We don't instill the value systems. We don't control the images. We don't control the television. We don't control the, the newspapers, even the small little things we do. It does not compare to Fox or CNN who has billions and billions and billions of dollars who are connected to other businesses that have billions and billions of dollars, so, which is like an umbrella. Of a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, 
So, you know, like, even with what you're saying, like, I feel like it, well, A, I think it's awesome that you're having conversations with people of different, you know, races and ethnicities, because, you know, it's, and I'm glad that they're engaging you in this conversation, because it's allowing them to be educated and see things from another perspective, which I think is really important right now is people having conversations and really understanding, like, the different views and just get a better understanding of each other, period. But, you know, that's why I feel like what we do, like, is there's but so much we can do but it starts in the home like don't you think like a lot of this starts in the home and all you can do is just hopefully impact your children you know bring attention or give them the tools the education um break down certain things that they might not teach in school and you know like you said you want to homeschool them clearly for a reason so you want to be able to have more control of what they're seeing what they're hearing and hoping that you're going to guide them in the right path where uh, you know, hopefully they don't deal with domestic violence or if they do, you know, you're, you've shown your daughter so much how she's a queen that she won't accept it and so on and so on. So, like, how much do you think, like, of course, the home, what you're doing in your household, you don't you believe like that has more power? Do you believe if that ha- that has more power than anything else? It would if I had a community of people who look like me who are doing similar things. I mean, it's... I'm not saying it's not impactful because it is. It helps. I just have been like I said, I got these extreme dreams and what I what I like. I have a, things that I see. So it's it's not as impactful as it as I would like it to be, because that would mean it would have to be half the population of people who look like me would have to be doing the same thing. And I just I can't But if they I never can't do, say, don't you think that like if they never do, say you're in a place where you're just not around that kind of community. Like, I think you're pow- powerful enough to have that impact and that change within your household or within your community that if you don't have access to that, to the movers and shakers, you still can, like, impact your, at least your household. You can still impact, like, maybe the people around you, right? Or not? I mean, sure. I'm not saying, I know I have influence on my children. I know that most of what they're going to get is for me and I'm like because I, I, I do a good job but uh, I, I I just I, I want more that's not enough for me yeah. that's never going to be enough oh, yeah, I just course. and that's that's just that's just it's because I went to school and I was impacted a lot of, I've spent a lot of time at home but my dad didn't teach or educate or do things I, but I know a lot of what he did affected me and then a lot of what he didn't do affected me me going to schools and learning misinformation and being interactive with other people who didn't have any I like have I don't because I don't have like I say a moral system or I have values but I necessarily don't know how to like what I would point it to directly yeah. just not being in a community of support like me like I feel just as much as I have power and impact over my children in my home that's good I feel it would be much more powerful for a community of people of course that look like me that do the similar things they go they go to a school they you go to a place where they like they uphold the, the, the they like they respect your views you don't have to argue with people because you know it's not the same it's not family like the school's not family I can't you know, I can't go up there and be like, hey, don't do this and don't do that. And they'd be like, well, this is our curriculum and et cetera, et cetera. They're not going to try to work with me because they have a system in their control. I can't change that. I have to take my children out of school. And that's like I as much as I don't really care. Like I tell my daughters, like friends are not important. That's not important. Your brother, you need to like figure out what you want to do with your life because she's a genius. My daughter is a genius. I didn't I don't know how 
I don't know where, but then my ex-wife is like, well, you know, my side of the family is engineers and your side of the family is musicians. But she's like, she took this test and scored super high and took another test and scored super high. She got another test. It's some, some, I don't even understand it because when I first saw it, I thought it was like for special education, but it wasn't. It's just, they get funded through the special education program yeah. and that's how they get their money. So I was like, I was in special ed as a kid. And I'm not slow. I was just had an attitude problem. And a lot of it's because my dad abused me. So they was like, he's always acting out. I'm getting beat at home. Yeah. And then you want to treat me like, uh, like, like you want to treat me just like he treat me. Like, I don't even want to be alive. This doesn't even make sense to exist. Yeah. So she's like a genius. And that, like, when I, when I did this information, it scared me. Like I say, how do I, what do, what do I like? Cause been in so many things that she can be influenced by, by other people. So now knowing where, like, it's because I always wanted to homeschool her and put her in a space where she does things, but she's going to have to go to other things mm, to get yeah, more educated. Yeah, to educated. get more stimulated. Yeah, that's true. Yes, because I don't so have... Because but, it's but so much you can... You're, you have limited resources, so it's but so much you exactly. can give her. So, yeah, I, I can understand. It's funny, because I was listening to, uh, you know, Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club. He's been doing a lot of um, stuff about mental mental health, and he called what he's dealing with now with anxiety of parental paranoia so it's like when you have that paranoia where you see like the school shootings and you wonder about your children being influenced and or becoming like taking it to sexual trafficking and things like that so it's like parental paranoia is real and it's like I, I can understand how you know you're probably like man I want to maintain control of this education but yeah she she's going to need more mental stimulation so you have to kind of like open doors to other things. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah. you know, you and your ex-wife can come together and like maybe find and research a place that will make you guys comfortable. Cause that's really all you can do in this case. I mean, she's, she doesn't, I mean, uh, she, yeah, yeah. She doesn't really, um, I'm different. We're totally opposite. So I'm like, I'm really like, when I tell people I'm more like Malcolm X and Matt Turner and Huey P. Newton all in one maybe with a little Martin Luther King, because I do have compassion and a big heart, but I will, I'm with all the action too. I'm just, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really like, I'm, I'm really, we're different. She's not, she's not nowhere near anywhere. It's like, if there was a North Pole, she would be on the other end. And most of the people are like that because my, how I see things and how I view, and that's like, I feel like I got to change that because she doesn't, it's not, she's not, she doesn't care. Long as she has a good education, long as she's doing well in school, uh, we have different perspectives and different views. And like I say, she's more like traditional or I wouldn't even say traditional, just Americanized. Cause that's probably the better term I would probably better use Then I'm not, I'm, I'm born in America. And I, I mean, I was here, but I'm so against all of this stuff. It's like burn it to the ground. Like they burnt that was it Sodom and Gomorrah, burn it to the ground. Just like that. Start mm -hmm. over, so start, start fresh, yeah. start it fresh. And cause it's like, it's too much, like something is like a, for me, some that's a, like not trying to be like pessimistic or like always trying to be down on myself. But a lot of times it feels like a, a snowball effect. Like it's a big mountain and it's a snowball coming from the top. And it's to the point where it's like, it's not much you can really do. It's out of control and it's ridiculous. School shootings, people getting abused, people getting snatched up off the streets, organ trafficking, uh, ridiculous politics, whether people agree. Cause I don't have a problem with Trump personally. Um, because I, I don't even care about politics like that, but I, I observe the moves that other people's make and how like he tried to push for reform, prison reform, and then all the Democrats, 
a lot of black ones decided to vote no. And I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing? Or is this, this is why I don't participate in none of this foolishness because they wanted to be on a democratic president and for it to be what they want and not for him to do it because then he gets credit, which at the end of the day is about <laughs> you know America. I was just thinking, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he's getting his, um, the rant that you say you didn't post, you're getting it out on here. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, but, it's been, it's been directed over here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. no, 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 it's fine. I just was like thinking about it. I was just like, you don't have to post a video. I'm going to post this, um, this podcast though. So you're getting it out <laughs> You're going to post it anyway, but, but now I feel you. I mean, um, well, to kind of take it back to the domestic violence. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, just to kind of like bring circular back around. Um, and like always, I like, I would like to give the people information about, um, the national, um, domestic violence hotline, go to hotline.org or 800-799-7233. Um, also you can learn more from the national network to end domestic violence and NE dv.org um so i mean so i would say like so to ask you like you know just to close out that piece of it um what like if you were to give anybody advice out there like let's let's say for you, if you were talking to another male i mean and again <laughs> it might be hard because you have to take out that whole like i'm a guy i think guys can get out but like if you were to talk to another guy out there who's dealt with abuse Maybe, you know, some stuff they went through at home or if they're being like, you know, abused at their, in their household by the person they're with. Like, what would you what would you say to them? Um, find an exit strategy. Find some help, like legitimate help, but also like just try to find a plan to get get out of that circumstance. So when you finally get the courage to get up and leave, you don't lose that courage or you where you go or have. Uh, where you go will make sure you're taken care of and you'll be able to like heal. And then if you have opportunity to get like therapy, talk to somebody about your problems, like a professional therapist. Um, Cause they have, they have stuff. They, I don't know. I never, I've had like different people I talked to when I was like younger, but um, they have stuff that helps you deal with it. A lot of it is just working the problems out, but just, you know, getting, setting a plan to get away. And also, because I was like, when you was giving out that hotline number, I was, I've always said this, you know, we don't live in a safe place. The world's not safe. And we can't expect the world to protect women or look out for women. So women have to take responsibility and protect themselves, Mm -hmm. especially with women like going out and working. There's, there's crazy weird people in the world. Like people don't follow laws. Gun laws are not for the people who are law abiding citizens. They're for the people who break the laws. Right. Just so you That's can't, you as a woman, you have to be in prevention. So I always feel this: a woman should take self-defense classes and do everything in their powers to protect themselves on the streets. So, you know, in that perspective, but even within a relationship, you know, if they get out of that, obviously finding an exit strategy and taking some self-defense classes and some, some obviously some therapy classes, but ways so you can protect yourself so you don't never have to like be like, it's a new world, man. Men could get, get messed up just like women can. So it's, yeah. I think that, I think that people should really take self-defense classes and learning how to shoot a gun, how to throw a knife, whatever it is to protect yourself. So it's, it's about self-preservation. And I think the biggest thing for that is we get in relationships and we be in love and we forget about self-preservation. You know, we want to be, and with not someone, only but that, if they're not... no, no, I mean, I'm sorry. And not even that, like, I feel like, 
even if like again i i was in i met you know my ex in martial arts and learning jujitsu and chokeholds and even that i there was still a stronghold on me and i think like a lot of that is more mental it's like getting that mental you can take all the self-defense classes you you want to but if you don't get yourself mentally right like you'll still find yourself a prisoner to these situations because if you notice if like i said i i noticed like some anger issues with him early but i still stayed so it's like certain times where you notice these things with people but you still stay you know, you, they might have punched you one time or they might have, oh, okay, it's okay. Like, there's certain things that we, some people put up with instead of walking away. So I feel like it's it's deeper mentally. If if people aren't sound mentally, once again, you can get the six-pack, you can get the money, you can do all that. You can take the karate classes, jujitsu, knife-throwing, guns, but if you are mentally don't feel like, if you don't feel like you can get better than the man or the woman you're with, you will stay in that relationship and put up with it and never use that self-defense until maybe it's too late or maybe it's to the point where now you have to and you'll end up like that one lady who, you know, shot in the air for self-defense and she's in prison because of it and she was being abused. So it's like the stuff, the mental, the mental prison is what I think keeps a lot of people in these situations and getting through that mental prison of trauma and whatever they experience to say, okay, I deserve better, I'm gonna walk away. Once they, until they get there, they'll stay in these situations. Because I know that's what it was for me. It was all mental. Yeah. And and like you said, um, not like ignoring the beginning stage of signs. And that's like, for me, that's where I'm at with a lot of stuff. It'd be like, oh, nope, nope. And it'd be like, it'd be some stuff. It'll happen before we, I even think about dating the person. Like, yeah, this probably won't work because of this, because of this. And yeah. I've like a lot of that we've learned to like ignore our intuition, ignore, just give people chances, let people be yeah. who they are. No, forget all that. You can be who you are away from me and I can go find somebody who's compatible. And I think like you can't ignore those signs. Like, and that's the big thing that we have to like, we've been taught to ignore our intuition. We've been taught to let people be who they are and we got to give people chances. You can give a person a chance, but you ain't got to give them a chance to hurt you. You got to give them a chance to get that close to hurt you or to, to, cause trauma to your life it's nothing wrong like i like i told i told my brother i said sometimes leaving let's say he said sometimes you gotta let people be who they are i said sometimes yeah I, you're right you gotta let people be who they are and far away yeah. let them be who they are away from me not in my life All ever right. so that's a great point well there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> now but you know like i said i always appreciate your transparency um you know, like I said, I saw this trend, even if they said, even what I read, it said, like, in my county, they have the highest rate of, um, of, of uh, you know, battered women. And then they're, like, with, within the nation's highest in, uh, like, the nation um, and in Texas. So it was like, man, like, there's a lot going on with domestic violence. You brought attention in a whole nother perspective from the male perspective, as well as with abuse and how you saw the other side of it to say, like, I don't want to be like that. I want to do something different. So I always applaud your transparency. I, I really appreciate it. It's no problem. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. Oh, of course. Of course. You're like, like my, uh, uh, you might as well say, like, I need to name this. We need to come put your name on this now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye.
thank you again, Greg, for your um, your honesty and your openness. Um, so I've been doing this 30 day video challenge on my Instagram and on there, I've just been posting like just different things that come to my heart, my mind, um, just things I pray about. And, and sometimes it'll just be little things that I'm doing and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that'll be the topic of my video. Um, so it's been a really like cool journey that I've been doing. So today I posted a video about, um, you know, sharing your story and just you know, just believing that every story that you have, it doesn't have to necessarily be too deep, but it's basically something like as minor as how you were able to go from being a 1.0 student to a 3.0 student uh, on time management. It might've been time management or how you navigated studying so you can pass it. Like your stories don't have to be something traumatic or something that deep, but it's really, um, you know, you won't know who's going to impact until you share it. So someone needs to hear it. And that person won't hear it until you share it. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, like I've been, I was talking like one of the things that I did earlier in um, this um, account, 100 Days with ET is I was like, well, I don't know much about my parents. Let me start asking my father questions. And there were certain things that he told me about, you know, um, my grandparents. And I'm just like, wow, you know, just stories he told me. Oh, I'm just like, man, you're, you're me. You have, I always tell my dad, me and him are similar, but we really, really are. And just being able to learn about him, maybe being like, wow, you've been through that. And sometimes it's just like, ah, oh. especially when you hear from people that you're close to your parents, your loved ones, like, oh man, you've been through exactly what I've been through. It's like, wow, you're just like me. So she said today, Jennifer Lewis, um, she said, love yourself. So love won't be a stranger when, you know, when it comes to you. And I'm just like, that's so powerful. And although that's not tied to sharing your story, um, she was one of the people that inspired me to share my story because, you know, she talked about how important your story was and how people need to hear it. So she was one of them. So when I heard that message from her, she did an interview on the breakfast club. I was like, yo, that is deep. Love yourself. So when love does come, it's not a stranger to you. And it's just like so many people out there um, don't know self-love or they self-sabotage when they if it's like, say, it's a relationship where they meet a friend or a guy or a girl and they actually show them how they're supposed to be treated. They're so used to the the messed up stuff that they self-sabotage it, where this is like, okay, I've never, this is weird to me. Why is this person so nice to me? They must want something for me. Why is this? Because they've been through so much trauma or been through so many things that they've never really seen love. But when you learn self-love and when you really learn how to love yourself and be one with yourself and realize how much... Um, how special or important you are when love does come to your door you realize it because you'll 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 truly know what your wants are you truly know what you deserve and although like we'll make mistakes through the way self-love is the best best love knowing to learning to um get to know yourself learning to um you know truly be be sometimes alone learning to navigate life and figure out who you are is truly going to aid you in the transition when you do allow people into your life where it's not necessarily romantic relationships but also friendships really knowing like again like I was saying what you deserve and you know what you should say okay no to so start work if you haven't like spent time with yourself if you find yourself jumping from relationship to relationship if you notice that you are the common denominator take a step back and get to know yourself dig deep figure out what you need see a counselor see a therapist you know do the work on yourself 
So you can like really look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Even if it's daily affirmations and looking yourself clear in the mirror and saying, I love you. I love me. I am someone. So work on loving yourself. So love isn't a stranger when it does come to you.